Today on Pilgrim Radio's His People, Scott McConnell on the quiet time or devotional habits of Christians. Uh, but when it comes to time alone with God, we, we see that pattern in Scripture as well, that personal relationship that we can have with God. And we see that even Jesus Christ himself you know, took time out and stepped away from even being with his disciples to spend time alone with God. And so it's, it's a pattern that, that we believe you know, God would want us to have. Scott McConnell, next. The quiet or devotional time is that practice among believers where they spend time alone with God. But how important is the quiet time and what happens during it? LifeWay Research undertook a study of more than 1,000 American Protestant churchgoers to find out. It was published recently in the Christianity Today piece, The State of Quiet Time. My guest is Scott McConnell, Executive Director of LifeWay Research. Scott, why did LifeWay want to know about the devotional or quiet time habits of Christians? In this particular study, we were surveying Protestant churchgoers, and we, we like to, to address a lot of different topics as we uh, research uh, an audience and uh, churchgoers in particular. We, we want to know about their walk with Christ, and so one of the aspects of that is, uh, is their, their time alone with God. Uh, so we've often asked questions about, you know, church activities and things done together with other believers. Uh, but here we, we intentionally uh, zoomed in on how often are they personally spending time alone with God in an intentional way. And uh, we actually see that, that two-thirds of, of Protestant churchgoers uh, are spending time with God alone each day. And, and even one out of five are, are doing so multiple times a, a day. Hmm. Um, the other third are kind of evenly split between 17% who are uh, spending time with God several times a week, and and the others are doing so uh, once a week or less often. And you and you surveyed Protestant churchgoers, so these could be across the spectrum, evangelical to mainline and non-denominational. I mean, everything in there. Yes, and so there's there's a good mixture of traditions there, um, you know, in terms of of church practices and 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 church teaching. Uh, but when it comes to time alone with God, we, we see that pattern in scripture as well, that personal relationship that we can have with God. And we see that even Jesus Christ himself, you know, took time out and stepped away from even being with his disciples to spend time alone with God. And so it's it's a pattern that, that we believe, you know, God would want us to have. Um, but you know, there's also not like a legalistic, you mm-hmm. know, we have to do it this many times in this amount of time, uh, you know, type of, uh, commandment in scripture either. Did, did you have any particular definition of time alone with God? I mean, in terms of duration or any of that, or was it just the fact that the respondents do it at all? It, it was just to, to capture whether they're doing it at all. We did use the word intentionally. So it's, it's not, oh, I thought about God, but you know, right. no, no, I want to, I want to check in with God. I want to, to be hearing from God, any of those kinds of things that, that they're doing on a regular basis. So, so just backing up a little bit, you gave us the, the percentages, I know. What numbers of people actually take time, intentionally take time alone with God? Daily is the, is the I guess, the gold standard, so to speak. 
So, you know, that would definitely be what we're, what we're hoping for, that, you know, if you have a, a relationship with Jesus Christ, that you're going to want to spend time with him as often as possible. And, and you would hope that that would end up happening at least once a day. Uh, again, we're not drawing a legalistic line there, but, you know, hopefully that's, that's kind of the vicinity you're landing. And that's, that's 65% of Protestant churchgoers indicate that's happening mm. daily or more than once a day. Um, and and ninety nine percent of churchgoers, you know, indicated one of the frequencies we listed. Uh, they're spending time alone with God. So just one percent kind of admitted, you know, that actually is never happening. Um, and mm. you know, it, given that the audience is churchgoers, you know, we do hope that our churches are reaching some people who are are exploring uh, what a relationship with with Christ is like. And and so you know we, we don't want to be discouraged by by seeing some people just being honest saying I, I'd never do that, um, but hopefully as they're around uh, teaching at, at church they will hear uh, the value of spending time w- w- with with God and and would really desire to have that relationship. I don't know if you asked this question particularly, Scott, or maybe this could just be your own impression, but is this something that is discussed much in church or is encouraged much, or how do people learn about this? I don't know, as, as I've seen uh, research data kind of from the church side of things of how often they're encouraging it. Um, definitely, you know, the beginning of the year is often a time that many churches are encouraging it just kind of along with New Year's resolutions. You know, yes, make resolutions about doing better physically, uh, doing better in terms of uh, financially, you know, doing better, those kind of things. Also, you know, make some resolutions about, uh, you know, investing in your relationship with God and, and you know, the, the key piece of that is time. And, uh, and so I'm sure this time of year, there are many churches giving that kind of encouragement to those who are attending uh, to, to take that time. Well, my guest today on His People is Scott McConnell. He is Executive Director of LifeWay Research, and we're talking about their recent survey of a large number of American Protestant churchgoers uh, on their views on spending time with God. Uh, an article that uh, they wrote for Christianity Today is titled The State of Quiet Time. Well, well Scott, in, in a way this is going to seem obvious to a lot of people, but talk about what is typically done in terms of what your research found, typically done in such a quiet or a devotional time. Yeah, when when people spend time alone with God, uh, we, we list a number of different possibilities, um, and you know most of them involve prayer, um, or uh, reading the Bible, um, or uh, you know also also just thinking about God and meditating on on mm-hmm. some of His characteristics. Um, so I don't think any of those surprise us, um, but you know to me one of the encouraging things is that that. Many Protestant churchgoers are are checking multiple boxes there. You know that they're talking to God, they're they're praising God, they're thanking God, uh, but they're also confessing sin in, in in those conversations. And and also as they go to hear from God, they're they're reading from Scripture. Uh, any sense of um, intercessory prayer? I mean, obviously praying for other people. Did that come on the radar? We we didn't specifically uh, specify that that type of prayer mm. uh, in the, in this particular study we have in, in other studies. Um, I, I do think that some of those who are repeating set prayers, you know, some of those, uh, you know, maybe, you know, prayers for an individual that they pray every day uh, for a family member or, uh, or, or somebody that they know uh, who needs prayer. Uh, it, it becomes more of a repetitive thing. Um, uh, it could be surfacing in that, in that way. 
So they're obviously talking to God. They're hearing from him by reading the scripture. Any sense of what that reading of scripture looks like? I mean, is it a verse? Is it a chapter? Is it reading through the Bible? Or, or, or did you did you take a look at that? We did not in this study. We we've, have asked that uh, elsewhere, and, and mm-hmm. it is surprising, you know, how few people have uh, uh, both read through the entire book at some point of the Bible, or um, it's also surprising that that many people are not reading systematically through the Bible, that um, it's much more kind of hit or miss where they're at in Scripture when they read. But uh, here we, we see that, that four out of ten uh, churchgoers indicate that they are reading from the Bible or from a devotional um, as part of that time alone with God. We often uh, hear of Christians in church history that you know, you'll hear that they spent two hours in prayer or something like that. Or did you look at all on on duration or how long people spend? I mean, you know, some some recommend even just spending any time at all just uh, is is great just to get started or to maintain it. But did did you look at that? We we did not. We really were looking at just kind of describing what what this kind of alone time is like, mm-hmm. and and so. Uh, you know, the most common aspect of it is just praying in your own words. Eighty-three uh, percent of of Protestant churchgoers indicating that's typically what's happening in that time with God is is they're they're sharing. You know how they're feeling about what's going on in life. They're asking God for things, just very much. You know, in the moment, what, where are they at? And and there's kind of a beauty there that we can do that in, in our walk with Christ. That uh, you know that He cares about the everyday things we're going through. And, uh, and and I mean, we see examples all through the Psalms where the psalmist sometimes is mad, the psalmist sometimes is discouraged, and he's just very honest with God about about what's happening, and we can be doing that as well. And, and, and it's encouraging to see so many churchgoers are actually in that habit of just sharing with God uh, what, what's going on. And, and really a close second, eight out of 10, indicating that they're thanking God. Um, so it's 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 not just asking. It's, mm-hmm. it's right. you know, not without not just with our hands out. Yes. But also, our, you know, our hands up in praise and 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 and, and thanks to God. Um, and so those are very common uh, for people. You know, in those moments they're spending with God. Again, we don't have a good read on 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 the length of those moments. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they may they may be fairly short conversations for the typical person, but um, but just you know, laying, laying out things that are going on in their lives before God and, and also um, acknowledging his activity in their lives and w- that we see in their thanks and their praise of God. I think you mentioned earlier, Scott, uh, at least some of the, the biblical, can we say there are actually commands to do this, or is it more in terms of commending it or examples of people that did it? You mentioned Jesus, of course, is a primary example that he took, obviously took aside uh, time to spend with his father. Absolutely. And, and you know, many of the activities that we do personally with God are, are definitely mentioned multiple times through scripture, um, you, you know, commands to thank God, uh, commands to be praising God in, in, in everything, and, uh, and, and also commands to be confessing our sins to God and, mm-hmm. and the promise that he will forgive when we, when we do so. Um, th- those are all seen in scripture. And, and I think, uh, you know, one of the, one of the patterns we see is that, uh, people who are attending church more often, uh, to, to be in this study, you had to be a, 
attending church at least once a month. Uh, but those that are attending every week, uh, we actually see, you know, some of the numbers jump. Um, and I mm. think, you know, that's because, you know, we are encouraging each other about these things we see in scripture. And, uh, and so, you know, it, it, it's easier to follow Christ more closely when we've got other people encouraging us to do so. Um, so even in this uh, particular study where we're zooming in on the things we do alone, right? Those, those are impacted by the fact that we're in fellowship with other believers in a, in a church setting. And in terms of, you, you mentioned, of course, reading, reading scripture, and, and so much of it today is read on, on phones or on apps versus before that, it was always just, you open the book, you open the Bible itself. What about today? Did you get a sense of uh, what people tend to do in their, their quiet times in, well, I guess it would have been 2022? Yeah, we, we, we asked everybody, uh, you know, if, if they're to read something during this time alone with God, what do they want to typically be reading? And, you know, in the earlier question, we saw that uh, on a regular basis, uh, just four out of 10 uh, churchgoers are, are reading from the Bible or a devotional. But, you know, at a given time, anybody could be doing that. And so as, as everybody answered that question, uh, uh, almost two thirds, 60 3% indicate that, that they're reading directly from a Bible, from a paper Bible. Um, we, we see another 20% are reading scripture from an app. And, hmm. you, you know, that, that makes me pause and think, like, how many of those people wouldn't be reading scripture as often if we didn't have apps today? And, and so just the beauty of that technology likely is drawing more people making it easier for them to have that habit of spending time with the Lord. Um, and so, you know, you, you kind of rejoice in some of that technology that there are new ways to, to do things. Um, and, uh, you know, some of the other resources that are helpful to, to a number of, of churchgoers, a third indicate they read from a devotional book uh, that, prints, that, that has some scripture printed in it as well, but it's, it's devotional in nature. It's kind of applying things to life. Um, and a quarter are reading from a Bible that has additional resources like commentary and devotional thoughts within the Bible itself. Um, and, and then much smaller numbers are reading a devotional uh, that, that, that's in an app, uh, less than 10%, and also uh, fewer read from a devotional book that, that doesn't have any scripture in it. What about in terms of men and women? I mean, at least the, uh, the commonly held belief is that women tend to be uh, more involved in well in church attendance and in those kind of things that they're that they tend to be more active in their Christian lives in general. We, we see that that uh, women are just slightly ahead of men on some of the questions we asked. Uh, uh, about ten percent more are indicating their their daily spending time alone with God. We also see on a couple of the individual practices such as praying in your own words. Um, there's about 7% more females doing that than, than males. And yet we see men kind of uh, a, a little more likely to, to be just spending time considering God's characteristics and who he is uh, in those, those quiet moments. Um, not, you know, not, not always just putting, putting words, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to that, but right. just considering and, and, and enjoying uh, who God is, uh, is, is another difference. Uh, we see, uh, women just slightly more uh, likely to be praising God in those moments alone with Him, but they're also more likely. Forty-two uh, percent compared to thirty-six uh, percent, women are more likely to be reading uh, from the Bible when when they're spending time with God. So, so there's some small differences mm -hmm. there. It's 
not like night and day differences, but, but there are a little bit different patterns that, that can exist between men and women. Um, you know, another interesting thing is just uh, age groups. Mm. Um, you mentioned, uh, you know, reading from an app. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's definitely one where we see that, uh, you know, the number doubles when we look at young adults. Uh, those age 18 to 34, 40% of them um, are, are reading the Bible from an app. And so, uh, again, technology kind of enables people to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, to really uh, – be living out their life with God, yeah. Uh, using the resources we have around us, uh, um, which you know, from for many years we didn't even have printed books, uh, you know. But you know, thanks to Gutenberg and and, and, the, and that technology, you know, mm-hmm. we have printed books available. Um, but now we uh, we also have uh, you know phones with apps and and able to tap into uh, scripture and even commentaries and things if we need to uh, wherever we're at, which is is pretty exciting. Did you look at in terms of age um, age group where they might be more inclined to uh, engage in a quiet time? I mean, I, my my guess would be the older people w- would be more inclined to than the younger ones, and of course, part of the factor of that a factor of that might be just simply um, busyness with family and all of that, but did did that show up? Uh, we we do see a slight difference. We um, it, it's in actually the place where it jumps out on kind of the list of, mm-hmm. of different times is at several times a week. So not being a daily practice, uh, we do see that young adults are 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 seven or eight percent higher. About twenty one percent of them are are kind of in that several times a week zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there there's a handful less in the young adult young adults category that kind of have it as a daily habit. Okay. What about geographically, Scott? We, we, we typically think of, of course, there's the Bible Belt and then the coastal uh, states are, they, they tend to be less religious and so on. And so that might influence uh, engaging in a quiet time, maybe. Yeah. And you would hope that it wouldn't influence kind of that, those personal walks, people who indicate they are you know, they are Christians, they are, mm-hmm. they are Protestant in this case, um, you know, but we do still see some some geographic differences. Uh, we see that those in the South, uh, almost 49% of them indicate daily, uh, mm. they're, they're spending time alone with God, uh, whereas that drops uh, to 37% in the Northeast and, and just a third um, in in the West. Um, so we, we do see, uh, you know, so, some, some differences there. Um, uh, not a lot of differences kind of by, by region as we look at some of the other questions. And, and in terms of uh, church uh, background, I mean, whether a, a, a mainline denomination or an evangelical or a non-denominational church, it, it, did you get a sense of that? that? There are some small differences that uh, there as well. Uh, we ask both daily spending time alone with God as well as more than once a day. Mm-hmm. And we do see that uh, among evangelicals, uh, three out of ten indicate they're spending uh, more than once a day. They're spending time alone with God. Hmm. We we didn't categorize evangelical by uh, by denomination here, but by belief questions. Hmm. Um, so so those who don't have evangelical beliefs um, or or don't have them as strongly as as we do as we as we need for that definition uh, are less likely to to be spending more than one time with God in a, in a given day. And how do you at Lifeway define evangelical beliefs? Uh, we worked with the National Association of Evangelicals and kind of four, the four key principles yep. that have kind of uh, uh, characterized evangelical mm-hmm. teaching through the years. So just the authority of scripture is one of those. Um, and 
really putting the emphasis on Jesus Christ uh, being necessary for for spending eternity with God and Jesus Christ being necessary to remove our sin, uh, both of those elements. And then the fourth one is uh, personally having a responsibility uh, to to share the gospel with those who are not believers. And so somebody would need to strongly agree with all four of those to be considered to have evangelical beliefs. Um, obviously, they're, they're an additional group that would have some of those beliefs, uh, but not all of them. Um, and so, uh, you know, sometimes that lines up with evangelical denominations, but, but not always. Did you look at motivation, Scott? In other words, why people, why believers engage in a quiet time? What causes them to do it? Uh, we, we did not. Uh, you know, we, we, we do see that, that uh, the, the pattern where those who are attending church more often are, are more likely to spend, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a more frequent time with God. And so we, we know that that can be a helpful thing. That may not be the top of mind motivational thing. It, it may be uh, uh, more subliminal in their lives that, you know, when they see other people sharing some of the good things, uh, you know, from their time with, with, with God in a given week, uh, that can be very encouraging, um, even though that may not be uh, the first thing that would come to mind if we asked them. What would be the motivation from, from where you sit uh, uh, to engage in a practice like that, a quiet time? So you're kind of saying, if we were to write that question today, what yeah. would, what, what might it be? Yeah. You know, I think so, I think some of the options we would list on a question like that would be, um, you know, definitely one of the options would be just a love for God, wanting to be spending time with somebody that, that you love. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- there would be probably uh, a, an option that would kind of indicate what we can get. Um, you know, so, you yeah. know, I, I'm going to be putting some requests before God, and that's important to me. Um, you know, but... I'll, you know, there's also an element of, of just kind of acknowledging God's sovereignty that, you know, he is uh, present and he is uh, very engaged in what's going on in our lives. And, and to just uh, acknowledge that, um, you know, there, there, there are also verses in scripture that just commend uh, nations and individuals for acknowledging God. That, that seems so simple. It seems so basic, uh, but you have to believe he exists first, but then you have to actually stop and acknowledge, hey, God, you're here, and, and you matter. And and so, uh, you know, that, those would definitely be some of the things that I think uh, um, motivate people, as well as, you know, just past, the, the past benefits people have received. Um, it, it's been beneficial to them, so they want to keep doing that. In terms of education levels, ethnicity, can you talk about either of those, how those might either influence or at least how uh, likely people of of uh, various education levels or, or ethnicities are to engage in a quiet time. Uh, we we do see that um, a- Anglo's as well as um, other ethnicities other than white, black, or Hispanic uh, are are a little more likely to to be out of the daily habit to mm. be in that kind of several times a week. Uh, uh, not huge number differences there, but you know, eighteen percent of, of whites and and twenty five percent of other ethnicities. Um, you know, that, that would follow some of the national patterns uh, where, uh, you know, the white population is, is kind of leading the way away from church. And so even within, within the church, uh, we, we see a little bit of that uh, less engagement um, there uh, just in the frequency itself. And education levels? Uh, we, we don't see a difference on, on the, uh, the frequency of spending time with God. Uh, there are some some differences that we see in terms of how they're engaging. Um, so, uh, you know, those that are, 
that ha have just a high school degree, um, they're a little more likely to be repeating a, a, a set prayer mm -hmm. rather than uh, putting putting their prayers in their own words. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you know, we know that's not just an education thing because you know the liturgical tradition is is right. actually providing you with prayers yes. to, to to be saying on, on a daily basis. And sure. so, uh, you know, a lot of things can influence that, but you know, that also can be some very helpful tools um, that that we see a difference on education. On a number of the things we we don't see a, a, a lot of big differences uh, based on education. So, taking the time to spend with God is not necessarily something you have to have a degree or or, or some graduate degree to to sort of you know kind of uh, learn how to do it. Um, you know, you know, some of these things are, are are really more. Do you want to do it? Well, Scott, what would you say is the big takeaway, or uh, the, the or something perhaps that we haven't brought up yet that is uh, maybe the highlight or the most surprising part of the survey? You know, to to me, I I think it's helpful. You you can kind of look at the numbers uh, either way. You can look at at oh, you could be disappointed that there are some people not spending time more time with God on a daily basis, um, and, and so. You know, yes, there's an opportunity to be encouraging folks, especially you know, again at the beginning of a year. Let let's let's have a fresh start. Let's mm -hmm. let you know make it a habit to take a few minutes with God each day. Um, but on the other end of the spectrum, to see so many people engaging with God on a daily basis and many multiple times a day, you know, those are, those are millions of moments every day that believers are spending time with God that. Um, you know that's pretty special, and and I, I'm sure there's rejoicing in heaven uh, that 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 kind of interaction is happening really constantly, um, and and that's you know that's that's just a survey in one country, you know, in the United States. Well, Scott McConnell is my guest, executive director of Lifeway Research, and we've been talking about uh, a survey, Protestant Churchgoer Views on Spending Time with God. It's published in Christianity Today as the State of Quiet Time, an article that one of your one of your staff members here, Scott, wrote about uh, the survey. And I'm wondering, I, I like to ask people this question often, um, and, and here you are, the director of a, of a Christian-based research uh, organization. How, how did God lead you into into this kind of uh, into this kind of work? Definitely didn't know this was where I was, was going to end up. I, I I came out of college with a marketing degree, mm. and uh, my first job was a market research position. Yeah. And uh, after, after uh, several years of doing market research for companies, uh, we ended up doing a project for Lifeway, as they were trying to understand uh, churches, as they they publish resources to help come alongside churches. And when I had a chance to work on that project, I, I thought this is pretty amazing. I get to, to use some of the research skills I'd been developing uh, for, for kingdom activity. And uh, when I found out they had a, an opening, uh, I, I jumped at it and uh, that was more than 25 years ago. So it, it's been a, a good journey and I, I love to, to hear from different audience through, through surveys um, and, and to tell their story. Well, Scott, if uh, someone listening would like to uh, read the complete report, Protestant Church Gore Views on Spending Time with God, or or, or perhaps any of the other uh, research uh, that, that that Lifeway might have available, uh, how can people access that? We make all those available uh, for free at lifewayresearch.com, and uh, 
we typically are, are putting out new research about every two weeks, hmm. and we try to provide helpful articles in between. You've been listening to His People on Pilgrim Radio. Many thanks to our guest, Scott McConnell, Executive Director of LifeWay Research. Go to LifeWayResearch.com. Coming up on tomorrow's program is Peter Kroll helping ordinary people learn to lead small group Bible studies. And so when someone can simply invite a few of their neighbors into the security of their their living room or their kitchen table to open up the Bible and talk about it, we might have an opportunity to connect with people who would never come with us to church, people who might never listen to a sermon. That's tomorrow at the same time right here on His People. Thanks for listening.